everybody. Welcome to another episode of Points and Doinks, everyone's favorite fantasy football podcast. I am your host, not Travis Gunderson. Uh, he is out today. Um, this is uh, Phil in. This is Johnny Rocha in the house. And I got with me Mr. Tyler Gunderson, the other half of Trapdoor to Hell. The usual, the usual half, the one who's here like 90% of the time. Then we got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Cheese from Curveballs and Chair Shots. What's up? Say, all right. So I'm filling in today, everybody. So hopefully we get through this nice and well. And uh, right now we are, we just did week 14. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was week 14 that we just got through. I could, week 15. I could, uh, We're going into week 16. We're heading into week 16. Okay. So I'm even worse than Travis. Right Championship okay, so. week, which I, I I wouldn't know anything about. But Tyler knows a few things about that. I yes, know, I know Mr. a little bit. Yeah, big congratulations, everybody. For those who don't know, Tra- uh, Tyler um, has just been killing it in multiple leagues, um, taking out people like his brother. Take- he just took me out this past week, and he's just just going off. Uh, would you care to, uh, to uh, emphasize a little bit there? I don't know if I would go as far as saying that I was killing it. I, I, I lucked my way into the playoffs. Thank- I-, I just want a big, big shout-out to the people over there at ESPN – who in like week 10 or whatever decided to not take Taysom Hill off tight end eligibility. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, and I, I, I mean, it, it feels good. It feels good. And a big shout out. I think I did it a couple weeks ago. Big shout out to, to Cordy. And I believe it was Jeff Walker who couldn't win in week 13. And I'm here. I'm in the championship. I'm feeling good. You know, you, you make a good point there, and, and, and that's very good. That's very nice of you to give everyone credit because, in, in a way, it is kind of a group effort. You know, for those who go on, they like to take all the glory for themselves. But, yes, it kind of does sometimes take for someone else to lose or, or for something else to happen on the other, in another game for you to, to move on. Well, you know, it was <laughs> – like, like I said, I sneaked in with the very last spot in both of these leagues, and I don't know how I've, – I've never been one, like – I've played fantasy football maybe four years now, and I've never had a situation where I've been like a top three team. I've always been like sneaking in, just barely getting in. And this year, it just shit came together well in the playoffs. And now I'm fighting for, for two championships, and hopefully I can take home gold in both of them. That is amazing, man. A Cinderella story. Man, everyone likes a good Cinderella story, and I, I was just there with you a week ago, man. I was like, oh, I got a couple championships here that I might be going for, and then boom, done. So I feel like Travis, the way he did a week ago today, so it just kind of moves on. Hopefully, we can go ahead and knock that little connection off, and you're not feeling this way next week. No, I mean, you- I, 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 I hope, I hope not, but you know, it's it's fantasy football any given Sunday. Who knows what the hell will happen? Jeez, you seem like you have some words to say over there. You seem like you've been biting your tongue, waiting to get get your word in. What what do you got to say, pal? Well, well, Tyler, I'm I'm happy for you that you were able to sneak in with the the sixth seed and make it all the way to the finals. You know, it was me and you fighting there on that last on that last uh, last spot, and unfortunately, because someone else didn't win. It came down to head-to-head, not points per, which I may or may not have beat Tyler by a few hundred points, but that's neither here nor there. And if I just would have either started Robert Woods or Ryan Tannehill on one of those two weeks, would have been a completely different story. Could have won, but, you know, it's okay. Tyler, Tyler's 
doing the six seed proud, getting all the way to the championship while my team in the losers bracket is just absolutely cooking. I almost have like the league lead and points scored for a week last week. And now heading into week 16 with nothing really to play for. Maybe 50 bucks. I think if whoever wins the losers bracket gets their money back. So I guess, uh, you know, some positives coming coming out of it. Yeah, that's exactly. good. Well, good luck. Yeah, good luck to you, Cheese. I mean, yeah, to play for something, get a little little change in your pocket. That's always nice. So it's not whatever three hundred dollars that the champion gets, but I mean, <laughs> at least it's something. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Cheese. I'm playing for fifty dollars in the Sons of Fanarchy League, and I wish I was playing for three hundred. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a different story. I'm with you on that one, Cheese. But anyway, I played play yeah, Travis dude. again this week, so I can you know really I beat him two weeks in a row. So just to beat him three weeks, like three out of the last five weeks, I'd be that'd be really great. Awesome. Yeah, Travis. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. Yeah, Travis has been getting shit on these last few weeks, but you know, hey, that's the way it is. That's fantasy football, right, guys? Exactly. So, all right. So what do we got? What do we got today, guys? I mean, do you, uh, anybody got some some players that they're thinking that basically wh- wh- who should I be picking up this week? I'm going to be a cocky son of a bitch on this episode. I feel, I, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm just feeling it. You're just feeling yourself. I'm feeling myself today. I, I mean, at this point, when it's week 16, if you're in the championships, you probably don't really need any help, need any waiver wire pickups. But there are some some few people, if you have any injuries or some last-minute switcheroos. I mean, you got Jeff Wilson Jr., North Texas alumni. If you listen to Trapped at Hell, you know what that means. Uh, San Francisco 49ers running back. It's a carousel. People are always getting hurt, so that's something. Tyler, he asked my opinion if he should start. Who is it, Tony Pollard or who? Tyler? It was Tony Pollard or, or Jeff Wilson Jr. Of course, and I told you to pick. Ooh. I told you to start Tony Pollard, and I was right. So once again, I, I can't play for Great myself, but I can be. A, I can be a coach. I can help out your team. I just can't help my own team. No, he was very. No, you were very right about that, Cheese. I mean that that was a really good call because uh, Tony Pollard went off this past weekend. Oh my goodness! And and I needed it because I almost screwed myself starting uh, Drew Brees instead of Matt Ryan, and I you know. If I would have started Jeff Wilson, we'd be sitting here. I'd be a lot more somber today. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, you also helped me out at, um, off the books. I, I, I do sometimes call uh, either Travis or Tyler, like right before game times every once oh. in a while and say, hey, guys, who I, who do I, who should I start? Who should I start? And uh, I got some really good advice from Tyler uh, the other day at the last second. He said to go at Russell Gage. And right away, right out the gate, that dude was just blowing it up. So good call on that, Tyler. I mean, uh, I can't take all the credit. I mean, most of most of my fantasy like brilliance has come from just listening to other podcasts and and reading more articles and stuff like that. But yeah, that was that. I mean, I don't want to. I'm try, I'm tired of patting myself on the back here. I don't want to keep doing it. Oh, you you better enjoy it, man. I mean, because it may not be like this for very much longer. It could go away yeah. next week, or early next season, man. Just enjoy it, brother. That's enjoy true. it. <laughs> enjoy bask in the glory man but yeah that's what i have on the waivers pretty much uh the wide receivers right now are pretty hot right now and of course that's just going to go a long way in your uh in your ppr and so and such so you know even though kuti kind of he had a really he had a a bad incident right uh, where he dropped or he had fumbled in the end zone um i don't want that to to hinder people from from taking him in case they don't have him yet but he's also he's still a good pickup i got richard higgins still has a good waiver wire pickup and of course russell gage um, well, I did read something today about Kiki Kuti, and uh, it was Romeo Cornell had said during a press conference today that even though he, he had that fumble, he's still going to put him out. He's still going to be uh, the number two guy over there that he's not going to sit him because we saw 
think it was like week five or week six, he had a similar incident happen to him. And Bill O'Brien ended up benching him for a number of weeks. So Romeo Cornell has said that he is going to, to keep riding with Kiki Kuti. Excellent. I mean, that's that's just a classic case of, of different methods of coaching. You know, one guy's going to punish you and say, OK, you're done. Offer those mistakes. Some are going to say, you know what, we still believe in you. You know, you're going to swing X amount of times. and You're not going to hit the ball every single time, you know. So, yep. you know, that's just the way it goes. And we, we see it a lot. We've seen it a lot with uh, Bruce Arians, who Le- Leonard Fournette, you know, he, he's coughed up a few fumbles. He hasn't looked very good. And look, they're bringing in. They're bringing in Keyshawn Bond to run the ball. They used what's his cheese? What's the guy? What's the other guy's name? LaShawn McCoy. That, they used Shady. They had Shady out there. I mean, it, it's just wild. They they paid Fournette all this, or they brought Fournette in, and they're not even using him anymore. Do, are, do you guys see much of the same happening going into this next week if Ronald Jones is out again? I mean, if Ronald Jones is out, I think it does elevate Leonard Fournette. As I mean, as you said, it is kind of a weird situation going from a healthy scratch to being the main guy over there so he gets you know left on the bench but then when push comes to shove he's the starting guy so and we've been saying it all all year the Tampa Bay backfield is just so hard to really just count on and think of who's going to get the most touches but I think if Ronald Jones is out I would elevate Leonard Fournette but I I think flex RB2 is your your safest pick I agree 100% with him uh, I don't really have nothing else much more to say to that. That was perfectly worded. Yeah, I would definitely feel okay with Leonard Fournette at a flex or RB2. Uh, going to staying with the wide receivers, even though we we're just talking about the running backs. Don't know why I even said that. Uh, Michael Thomas, Tyler knows he, he, God damn, de- he deviated from his plan of picking up the running back in the first round. He went with Michael Thomas. So unfortunately, I mean, Tyler's defying all the odds. He has Christian McCaffrey on one team and Michael Thomas on the other team. Yet he still made it. So, you can make your your way to the championship through the waivers and making smart picks. But Tyler, as someone who has Michael Thomas, maybe looking to replace him, would you look at the other Saints players, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, Travis's favorite, especially now that Drew Brees is back? I know he didn't look pretty at the beginning, but that is a much more pass-friendly offense now that Drew Brees is in it. So I did. I uh, This past week when Michael Thomas got ruled out, I mean, I, I understand – like the world doesn't result revolve around the fantasy football world. Like they're resting them. They want them healthy. They know they're going to make the playoffs and all that kills my fantasy football team. But uh, yeah, so I ended up pivoting to Emmanuel Sanders who, I mean, Drew Brees, like you said, didn't have a very good, good day uh, this past Sunday. But I, I, I think, and especially we saw Traquan Smith get knocked out like midway through this last game. Uh, I think he's going to have a little bit better of a matchup. We know uh, they're playing Minnesota. We know Minnesota's given up a lot of points to wide receivers. Uh, and then Kansas City, on the other hand, who they just played, has been pretty tough against wide receivers. So I think he's got – Emmanuel Sanders has a nice uh, nice matchup ahead. And so, yeah, he'd pretty, pretty much be it. Unless you're looking for like a tight end, Jared Cook, we saw was kind of like a safety blanket as well for Drew Brees. So Jared Cook, it would be Jared Cook. I mean, you're obviously starting Alvin Kamara and then Emmanuel Sanders if you're in that bind. Yeah, well said. I would definitely, uh, in my own opinion, too, would probably go with Jared Cook over Emmanuel Sanders uh, if you're looking for that safety target. 
just like with all most tight ends in the league, you know, you, rookie qu- quarterbacks and comeback from injury quarterbacks just love to go for those tight ends. So definitely on Cook. Yeah, it's a it's a big safety blanket in the middle of the field. I mean, we saw like Emmanuel Sanders had he went four for seventy and. 50 of those yards came off one big play in the first half. So like, he's not really a big safety blanket, but he has that big, the the problem, he has such a big playability and Drew Brees, you know, is always going to sling the ball. So it's that kind of situation to where if he's having a better day, I think Emmanuel Sanders also has a better day with it. Like he's not going to, he's not going to stray away from him. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, Cheese, you got anything else, man, as far as waivers? Time to get into the Week 16 Championship Week. What's the schedule looking like, Johnny Roca? All right, so we're going to start off. We got uh, another round of Saturday games this upcoming weekend, which everyone's pretty excited about come the holidays. And uh, We got a uh, triple header. So the early game is uh, going to be on NFL Network, play between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. So who's getting this one? But before that, we have a Christmas Day game, which Tyler just talked about. We got the yes, Saints my apologies. And the, Vi- yes. and the Vikings, even though, I mean, we pretty much already talked about it on the Saints side. And I think on the Vikings, it's pretty much the same. You're starting Dalvin Cook. If you have Jefferson or Thielen, you're probably starting him. Kirk Cousins, you weren't starting him anyway, so don't start him in this one. No, I mean, nothing really to say in the Christmas Day matchup, Tyler. Yeah, no, I, I like we hammered home the Saints and I everything you said about the Vikings. I mean, we've seen the Saints defense has been pretty dominant so like you said dalvin cook justin jefferson maybe adam thielen but not even kirk cousins don't even think about it okay well good and um, and i'm very sorry that i missed that one you guys so let's go ahead and jump back over to that tampa bay and detroit game the first of three on saturday yeah this one i mean it's we've seen with detroit if kenny galladay doesn't play which i believe their their interim head coach came out and said that he doesn't expect Kenny Galladay the rest of the season. So Matt Stafford and Marvin Jones have just been on another level the past three weeks. I think he's targeted them in three games. I think he has like 35 targets or something, something ridiculous along those lines. Uh, And we just saw Matt Ryan and his, and Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage, as we said, tear up that, that Bucks secondary. So I could see, you know, Matt Stafford might is a little scarier of a flex, or of an of a option, but I definitely like Marvin Jones. Yeah, this Tampa Bay defense, I'm not exactly scared of them anymore. So with Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, and especially TJ Hawkinson, I think he has definitely come out as one of the top-tier tight ends in the league. Uh, on Tampa Bay's front, uh, we, I mean, Antonio Brown, I think he's uh, showed up as like a viable flex play. Mike Evans is still, you know, kind of the top guy but he's kind of boomer bust as well so i think on both ends this can be a high scoring shootout type of matchup uh tampa bay could run away with it so maybe deandre swift and the running backs could see a little bit of lower production but i think the passing game is really going to thrive in this game so i I want to know i want to know from both of you guys if you I, i know i know we did this a few weeks ago when antonio brown first joined the team we're now i think five weeks removed from that if we were to rank the wide receivers that you are willing to start, who, how, how would you go about it? Uh, Johnny Roca, I want to hear who you would, how you'd rank their wide receivers first. We're talking about whose receivers now? The, uh, the Tampa Bay's. So man, it's, it's, that's a very good question. And yeah, you got to really think about that one really hard, but if I had to rank the receivers, uh, 
one through five. I mean, wow. <laughs> it is uh, really don't, even, tough. don't even go one through five, just one through th- just the big three. If you were one through Antonio, three, just the big Antonio three. Brown, I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who, who would you, who, how, how are you, how are you ranking them? As, as an owner of Mike Evans in a couple of leagues, I would put him number one because he, he does have consistency. He's always going to bring you at least some double digits into the game. It's very rare that he falls into the single side. So would definitely put him number one and surprisingly at number two I would uh, put Antonio Brown just because he's heating up right now and it's probably hasn't even hit his pinnacle yet um, and then probably Gronkowski number three uh, Godwin I mean he's a, a big crapshoot that, that's that's my own opinion right there yeah I think I'm gonna agree with Johnny Roke I think I'm gonna put Evans one I think a I maybe I put Gronk at two just because he is the tight end it's a you know a better position it's a you know worse position uh, and then you know, three, I think AB definitely has shown that he he's come along. He still has a skill set. And then Godwin, he's he's gonna be productive, but it's almost kind of like Tyler Lockett over there in Seattle. He could give you a lot, but he also could give you nothing. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with both of you, but I put if if we were to go to a fourth spot, I'd even put Scotty Miller above uh uh Chris Godwin right now. It seems like Scotty Miller is getting a little more love than than Godwin. Yeah, no, I agree with that definitely. So if you guys are ready to move on to the next game, uh, we got the afternoon game. The early afternoon, that would be the uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Cheese, you want to take this one? Yeah, so Arizona, they're starting to, I think, heat up a little bit offensively. They had a little lull, uh, you know, in the past month. But I definitely think that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are starting to, you know, revitalize their connection. Uh, the running backs, on the other hand, you know, Kenyon Drake and uh, Chase Edmonds, I mean, they're all right. I think we've. I think the hype is kind of falling off them a tad bit, but I think going up against the 49ers is a little tougher of a matchup. But I think they should be fine. And then on San Francisco's front, Tyler, not the sexiest offense, but there's still some pieces you can play with. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is Nick Mullins just just got injured again, and they're they're shutting him down for the season. Uh, Kyle Shanahan came out, said Jimmy G's probably not going to play the rest of the season. So they're going to turn to uh, uh, CJ Beathard as their starting quarterback with who they just signed off the pre- off of. Uh, I can't remember who's practice squad, but Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen is now their, their backup quarterback. Uh, I think, I think you're starting Brandon Ayuk, And I think that's it. Uh it's just everybody else is kind of tough. Don't know how they're going to split up that backfield with it. It's kind of a loaded backfield now with, with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. with Raheem Mostert coming back. Uh, so uh, I think I think I'm only starting Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, Travis is right about that guy. Um, he, uh, he 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 caught fire. So yeah, he's definitely a, a hot commodity right now. So all right, well, don't know George Kittle. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, too bad that guy went down with the injury, man. Yeah, he was he was fire as well. Um, all right, so let's move on to the late afternoon game. Uh, this is going to be the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Tyler, take it away. Before we start, I just want to slander Travis a little bit here. Cause let's do it. He's streaming Call of Duty right now. He could be on this podcast. We could have a wow. full podcast, but he's streaming Call of Duty. I mean – Everybody, once you're, uh, you're not going to be able to know, but I hope everybody out there is watching the stream. I hope you're talking shit to him because he should be on the podcast right <laughs> I now. I was told he couldn't be on the podcast because he had dad, he had Travi dad duties. That's what yeah. I said. Some, something know? about a birthday, huh? Just, just throwing that out there. But uh, 
Yeah, on the on the Raiders side of the ball, I'm I, I don't know. I believe Marcus Mariota is supposed to get the start in this game, but that Dolphins defense has proven to be stingy and proven to be like, you know, they're supposed to be very, very good. Yeah, they're out for blood, man. They're playing very good. They're fighting for that last spot. And I just don't feel like the Raiders are going to be very offensively productive. Yeah, we got the Aloha Bowl if Marcus Marietta is playing with Marietta and Tua. I think both of the quarterbacks in this game, it's kind of a tricky matchup, I think, with Marietta now getting a week to prepare. It also gives the defense a week to prepare for his ass to his assets and his skill sets. So I think Miami is still ready good... for his ass. Oh yeah, his assets. <laughs> I, I had to. I had as to. soon as I as soon as I said it, I, I knew I, I done fucked up on that one. But anyways, uh, I think Marcus Mariota is going to be productive. Maybe not as productive as he was last week, but uh, I think on the Raiders side of things, Aguilar. You know, he's, he's kind of hit or miss, but I think I kind of downgrade everyone because I am a big fan of the Miami Dolphins <clears throat> defense. And then on the Dolphins front, the running back situation, you know, we got COVID, we got injuries. And I think Tua, you know, he's productive. He's kind of getting the job done, getting wins. But I think he's kind of taking everyone's fantasy value down a little bit compared to what Fitzy was doing with them. Yeah, definitely. Well said, uh, Miami's definitely uh, rising in stock. The Raiders are dropping. So absolutely. Um, all right, let's, so th- those are the Saturday games. We're going to move on to the Sunday games. On the early slate here, we got uh, Carolina Panthers at the Washington football team. This is uh, Chief. Take it away. So Dwayne Haskins, after losing to the Seahawks, apparently decided to go to a strip club, maskless, and now they're launching an investigation. Who knows what's going to be going on with him, if he's going to be playing in this game. But I think Terry McLaurin, you're still starting him. I think it's a plus matchup against Carolina. And then with the running backs, Antonio Gibson possibly could be back, but we just saw how, uh, oh my God, I want to what's JD McKissick. I think JD McKissick is definitely productive, whether he's the one or the two back in that offense. But uh, I mean, if it's Dwayne, ha- if Dwayne Haskins is playing, you're not like in love with that offense, but I, I think he's going to be throwing the ball enough to, you know, add value to Terry McLaurin and, Gibson and McKissick. So who do they pivot to if if they don't go Dwayne Haskins? Is Alex Smith healthy again? I think he's still kind of a question mark. If you give me a moment, you know, I can yeah, look up the QB depth chart, which I don't think is good because what's his face? Yeah, uh, uh, destroyed uh, his leg. Kyle Allen's out and Alex Smith got, you know, his, his infected leg got injured. I assume they're not going to trot him back out there, you know, to face the Panthers in week 16. Like that just doesn't make sense. So Alex Smith is still questionable, but the third stringer, according to ESPN, is Taylor Hinky. Hinky, Hinky, Mr. Hinky. Merry Christmas, everybody. Taylor, <laughs> is that? The, oh, I think that's the guy who I believe he was a chief at one point and was also a Bengal. Tell me if Let's I'm see. wrong. I might be wrong. Went to Old Dominion. This is his fourth season. Shout in out the OD. League. OD. Shout out, shout out OD. <laughs> uh, if I can. Get his. Come on, stats. Come on. I'm trying to see his overall stats, but all it, it's given me is just. That's because like, he, he probably doesn't have any. He's played some games, but it's really? just telling me he's played against people. It's not telling me which team he was on. Wow, that's great. Uh, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, as much as, as, okay, much as I want to say that. I got okay. it. I got it. Who do you play for? 
in 17, he played for the Texans, and in 18, he played for Carolina, and he hasn't played since. Not even close. Not even close to who I thought. Okay. Um, whatever. You know, I try. Um, but I, I, as much as I want to say Riverboat Ron is going to come out and, like, punish Dwayne Haskins, he's not – like, he's not going to do it. He's going he's gonna, to, you know, coach him through it. He's going to talk to him about it. But he's still going to go out there and play on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So um, if you guys have anything else for that, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh cursed by the Gundy brothers Steelers. Gundy, want to take this one? I'm, I am so, so sorry to any Steelers fans out there. Uh, we, we've just absolutely ruined your football team, but <laughs> I just, again, like the Colts aren't a defense that really scare me. They played very, they played well, but not enough to where like I would be afraid. It's more of I'm afraid of how bad the Steelers' offense has been operating. Everybody thought, oh, this will be a nice get right game for them playing Cincinnati. Like the the offensive weapons will get together, they'll be fine, and nothing like they uh, it, everything didn't come along until late in the third fourth quarter. Like. If I'm going to start anybody, it's probably Deontay Johnson just because he's getting a lot of target share and he's the only person who's really, really gotten like any production out of this bad Steelers offense that yeah. we've seen lately. But other than that, I'm, I'm worried about Juju. I'm a little less worried about Claypool, but like still there's better options, I think, out there. Uh, and then you're not starting Big Ben and the running backs are just atrocious. Yeah, we we... we said a few weeks ago like oh you know you can have all three of these guys and they could be productive and now we're, we're questioning if any one of them is productive i agree with tyler i think deontay johnson out of the three are the is the one to start eric ebron he's got a back issue who knows what's going to be going down with him uh, indianapolis i, I kind of see them as the buccaneers you know at first we kind of thought to thought of them as a really tough defense but they've kind of fallen off a bit but still i think a tougher matchup than what the Bengals we're supposed to be. And then on the offensive front, I think the Colts are definitely starting to pick things up. They're starting to click. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has kind of emerged as the top guy over there. You know, Naeem Hines is still going to get his touches and maybe we'll snipe a touchdown every now and then, but T Y Hilton and Michael Pittman jr. I mean, shout out T Y Hilton. He's just has come back from the grave. We all just kind of wrote him off and now he's he's back looking like T Y from a few years ago. I don't know what the hell happened this this past week, but all of a sudden Zach Pascal ends up having a, like a, a a monster. I think he had two touchdowns last week. I mean they're they're slinging the ball. Philip Rivers is getting the ball around a bunch. The Steelers defense has been getting getting beat. Like we just we just talked about, the Bengals were able to put up good points on them. Uh, Bills Bills were able to put up good points on them. So. I'm not too worried about starting Colts players like the, the Steelers defense, you know, it's scary on paper, but when we see them get into game time, they're giving up a lot. Yeah. Good point. If you have any Colts players, most likely give them a good start, give them a start Steelers. Not so much. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next game. we got the Chicago bears at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jeez. So I've been, if you listen to Curveball and Churches, I have been riding the Chicago Bears, and I've really been impressed with what their offense has been doing. Dave Montgomery, I mean, these last few few weeks, he's just been a revelation. He's been fantastic. He gets so many touches, and he's doing a lot with them. Against a Jacksonville defense, he definitely should eat. He should score. He should be very productive as well. Uh, I mean, the passing front, you know, it, it's still it's it's decent. It's good enough 
uh, I mean, Allen Robinson is probably the only guy you're going to start there with confidence. Uh, was it David Mooney? Is that his name, Tyler? Darnell, I think he, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. He's, you know, he's another guy, a flex option if you're kind of in a deeper league. And then on Jacksonville, it's James Robinson and, and that's it. Uh, I agree. You're only starting James Robinson over there in Jacksonville, but what the, I mean, David Montgomery, I don't, I don't think he's talked about enough in the fantasy community. This is a guy you're drafting like third, fourth round. Like some people, some people reached for him and got him in the first or second, but he has been a fantasy, uh, a underrated fantasy superstar this year. He's just been, he's been wonderful for the bears and, and it's, it's paying off for you. If you're, you know, if you, you happen to make it into the playoffs, you're very happy with how he's, how he's playing uh, or you're in a consolation bracket and you're pissed off that he's doing it now. Absolutely. Yeah. He's big money right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, move on to the next game. We're going to do uh, the Cincinnati Bengals coming off that big win, visiting Houston Texans. Tyler, take it away. Uh, we touched a little bit on the, on this Texans offense. Like obviously you're going to start Deshaun Watson, but we did just see the Bengals. The Bengals secondary has been pretty good of late. Like the, uh, they've been able to shut down wide receivers. I feel like it's going to be a little bit tougher because I know Deshaun Watson is a, is a very, very talented quarterback and Brandon cooks is a good wide receiver. Kiki Kuti has shown glimpses. And I just I, I think that they're like Brandon Cooks, I, I feel is going to be a good enough start. And like I said, Deshaun Watson, I don't know if I'm starting anybody else. Kiku Kuti as, as a flex option, like flex flex flyer if you need that high, high ceiling. And then David Johnson, he finally had his breakout game with the Texans last week. And it was mainly not even as a running back. It was as a pass catcher with Duke Johnson out. He was basically the one and the two down or first and second string running back. And he got so many touches that maybe it is because, you know, Will Fuller's out and they have to rely on David Johnson a lot. So maybe we see a little bit more of that with the Cincinnati Bengals. And on the Bengals front, uh, I mean, the offense, it's kind of hit or miss. We don't exactly know what's going Have you heard any updates on Tyler Boyd and his condition with the concussion, Tyler? He's, he's going through the protocol. He, he's, they're saying he should be able to clear it. But because this is a Sunday morning game, and the injury was Monday night. That's going to be cutting it real close. Yeah. So I, I think you elevate T Higgins if Tyler Boyd isn't able to go. Cause I think the Texans defense, you definitely can take advantage and they can, I know the quarterback, it's not Joe Burrow, but I, I still think you could elevate the uh, Cincinnati Bengals receivers. If you're kind of on the fence on starting them. I do like AJ green. Cause I know Ryan, I think it's Ryan Finley is, is now the, the, quarterback after their second string got injured and we saw against the Steelers he targeted AJ Green quite a lot I think he even uh targeted him in the in the uh end zone a couple times as well so I, I like AJ Green as as kind of a deeper flex if you're if you're willing to take that gutsy call we know that the Houston Texans uh secondary is just hot garbage so that him and T Higgins I, I like those two especially if Tyler Boyd is out Okay, uh, moving on to the next game. We got the New York Giants at the Baltimore Ravens. Cheese. So the, the Ravens, they're, they're starting to, to click. I think they're definitely starting to get things going. I think J.K. Dobbins is still – he's the number one guy there now. I mean, Gus Edwards is going to be taking some touches. Mark Ingram, a healthy scratch, so who knows what's going to be going on uh, with him. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. But if he's not playing, if he's another healthy scratch, I think that's definitely a good sign for J.K. Dobbins. 
Uh, the, the passing game, it, it's getting a little bit better. I mean, Des Bryant scored his first touchdown in three years. Still don't think you're starting him. Marquise Brown, I know I've been bashing him all year. It's the Giants. It's a plus matchup. I mean, if you're looking at if you're you know looking at a flex play, if you're kind of desperate, maybe you had Michael Thomas, and so everyone just has to be elevated, maybe. Uh, but I'm still kind of scared of the Ravens' pass uh, pass offense, just because the run they don't have to do it. They just can run the ball all day. Yeah, I think if you if you're gonna start a pass catcher, it's it's Mark Andrews, and that's probably it. Because he's a set and forget anyway. So and he's a set and exactly. He's a guy oh, that yeah. you're always in there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously another set it and forget it. He's starting to play like MVP Lamar Jackson we saw of last year. Um, but like she said, you know, if you have to replace a guy like Michael Thomas and you're willing to take that another high ceiling flyer, I mean, we just saw that, that, um, Hollywood Brown went for six for 98, didn't get in the end zone. This is his highest, uh, yardage total since week one. So he he's hit or miss. He's a big time hit or miss, but if he hits, and you're right, he'll win you a championship. And then on the giant side of the ball, Wayne Gallman, we saw him get kind of shut down, and Baltimore's run defense has been pretty good, and we know that they're very good about against the pass. They have Marlon Humphreys back there, uh, Marcus Peters, a, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, defensive backs. So I'm staying away from any pass catcher. It, like, it doesn't matter to me. Sterling Shepard has got a lot of targets, hasn't done much with it. Darius Slay seems, or Dar, uh, not Darius Slay. Um, what's his name? Um, it, it's another Slay. Slayton. Darius Slayton, thank you. Uh, we've seen him. He's the big, big deep ball threat. And it seems like Colt McCoy just can't get the ball out that deep. And then Evan Ingram's had a drop problem all year. So I'm, uh, I'm staying away from all their pass catchers. Okay. Um, then the last of the morning games is going to be the Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets at the Meadowlands. Tyler. Oh man. We just seen the Jets have a very productive day against the uh, Johnny Roca's Los Angeles Rams, which I mean, that, that that's tough, but I just, they're not going to repeat that performance Cleveland now in the hunt to take over that first spot in the AFC North. I think they're going to come out with a fantastic game plan and they're just going to shit kick the jets. So I'm not starting any jets players whatsoever. I don't give a damn what, <laughs> if they get volume, if they're whatever they, they could throw the ball 50 times to Brashad Perryman. And I'm not, I, I wouldn't even give a damn like he's not going to get nothing fantasy relevant. Yeah, I got to agree with Tyler. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to come out. They're on fire. They smell blood in the water. They're trying to go for that division. They got a mm-hmm. week six. They got a matchup next week against the Steelers for the division. If they win, uh, that could be for the division. So on the Jets front, I'm going to be a little nicer. I think they will be behind a lot. So I think they're going to have to throw the ball. We've seen Jameson Crowder kind of you know fall off a little bit, but now that Sam Donald was back in the mix, he really likes throwing to Crowder there in the slot. And then Perryman over the top, I think he has more of a uh, – a boomer bust type of uh, performance, but I think Crowder, if you're looking for kind of like a safe flex option to get you like 12 points, who has an up an upside to get you 30 points. But I think Crowder is, if you have to pick one, he's the guy. Okay. Um, now we're going on to the afternoon games. We got the Denver Broncos at the LA chargers. Jeez. The Broncos. It's, it's kind of a, uh, a tricky situation. I mean, they don't have like, that many guys you're you're really willing to start i think melvin gordon you know he had a really good game last week so i think you can 
rely, maybe rely on him. I mean, I think you're going to start him, uh, but on the chargers front, I think uh, another good game for them offensively. It is in LA. So you don't got to worry about that high atmosphere. Uh, but I, I think, you know, kind of stay away from the Broncos. He can ride high, ride the bolts. I have a question for you. I got a question for you, Cheese. Um, how do you feel about Melvin Gordon since this is going to be his homecoming game playing against his old team, the Chargers? Revenge Melvin game. Gordon revenge game. You know we there always you go. have to He's write popping a revenge off. game. Oh, fuck. He's popping off. I did. You know what? I didn't even think about it. Shit. That's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, now uh, Melvin Gordon's your guy to start from the Denver Broncos. Uh, with, with the Chargers, though, like, like Cheese said, they're going to have a, a pretty good game. <laughs> Justin Air Bear is going to, I'm sure he'll be slinging the ball around. Divisional matchup, you know, they're going to play him tough. Uh, Austin Eckler, I hope, I'm hoping he gets a get right game here. He, he had a little tough of a little tough time getting loose against the, uh, against the Raiders. And which is surprising because nobody has a tough time running against the Raiders. So hopefully this will be his week to get loose. Okay, and let's also hope that Melvin Gordon doesn't go and get drunk this weekend. He's going to go back to L.A. and see some of his old homies and stuff. So we'll no, see how no, that plays out. No DUIs for Melvin Gordon, and he'll have a fine <laughs> time. But if he does end up with a DUI, Philip Lindsay, not a revenge game, but revenge against Melvin Gordon for stealing his job. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, moving on to the next game. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at Dallas Cowboys division matchup. Tyler, take it away. Oh man, what a what a garbage game! If it, like <laughs> the, this is just this is just gonna be terrible. But I'll I'll, ta- I'll talk about the Eagles because you know I did I did say a couple weeks ago to grab Jalen Hurts and look at it, he's been doing really well. He's he's getting it done with his feet. In, in his first start, we didn't see very much of it uh, throwing the ball, and then we just seen against a, a, a not not the best secondary, but. You know, Cardinals have some some key pieces out there. Buda Baker's, you know, a top safety in the league. And he was still able to throw for over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. So Jalen Hurts against a bad Cowboys defense, I, I, I like that matchup big time. Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts. And I think I wanted to talk about maybe next year. If Carson Wentz, he has thrown a temper tantrum, says he doesn't want to be a backup. And this is Jalen Hurts' job. Going forward, what do you think his outlook is in the 2021 season, fantasy-wise? Is, is he kind of the Kyler Murray of next year that maybe you kind of go and grab him early just because of the upside and the legs and everything? First of all, Carson Wentz, if you don't want to be a backup quarterback, stop playing like you're a backup quarterback, pal. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. uh, but for fantasy next year for Jalen Hurts, I think you're absolutely right, Cheese. I think he is going to be kind of like a Kyler Murray and I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna see a lot of the same because we've seen Kyler Murray started the year off hot and he's kind of slowed down throughout throughout the last few weeks. I think we're gonna see a lot of the same coming up this in this uh, next year. People are gonna reach to grab him because they're seeing what he's doing in these fantasy uh-huh. playoffs for him. They're gonna go try and grab him early. They're gonna be happy in the first couple weeks and then boom, gone. Yeah, big time, you guys. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next game. Uh, last of the afternoon game, we have the LA Rams going up to the Northwest to play the Seattle Seahawks. Jeez. So the Rams lost to the Jets last week. I definitely think that was a trap game. I think they were looking too far ahead, looking to the to the Seahawks. I think this they'll have a bounce back game. I think you know that'll that'll shake them. They'll be like, you know, got to get serious. I think uh, the Seahawks. I think the defense has definitely come around. They're not as bad as they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, the offense, however, 
has kind of fallen off. I mean, we had Dak and uh, Russ just kind of going back and forth of who's the MVP and who's going to set all these records. And now Dak gets injured. Russ is kind of cooled down a little bit. I mean, Tyler Lockett, I mean, we talked about him. I think he's definitely here to miss DK Metcalf. I think is the guy. I think the Rams have a bounce back game, but I am a little, little shaky about the Seahawks. I know, you know, the Jets just kind of lit them up, quote unquote, against the Rams, but I don't know, Tyler. Jeez, I, I'm going to ask you to run some stats on me. I believe they have played to played each other earlier this season. Are, am I correct on that one? That would be correct. And do we know? Uh, I, I did. What... I did check the at least the defensive numbers for the Rams, and they got you know decent amount of points. I got some interceptions. They held them. I think I, I can go back to see exactly what the score is, but I think it was not like the highest of scoring games. I was. I was just trying to figure out how badly did DK Metcalf get locked up in that game, because that's what it's going to come down to for me. Because I know they're gonna. They're gonna. They. They know Jalen. They're gonna put Jalen Ramsey on DK. Tyler Lockett hasn't been the same that he's been in years past. So are you really trusting any of those wide receivers? It, so it's go, tough so going, going back, this was a November game. The Rams won 23 to 16. Tyler Lockett had the most receiving yards for the Rams. He went, let's see, five for 66, while DK Metcalf did get locked up two for 28. I, I was going to say, I could have sworn it was on, on that streak there where, where he had a string of tough matchups and he kept getting locked up by people. Um, so I could see them. I could see it happening again, but I feel like DK is going to figure out how Jalen Ramsey kind of covers people. He had that, you know, he got that look at him le- earlier in the season. I think he'll break loose for, for at least one touchdown, but I'm not expecting like big fantasy numbers out of him. Yeah, and then on the Ram on the Rams front, I mean, this was a big Josh Reynolds game, eight for ninety four. But we're seeing right now that uh, Robert Woods, he's starting to get the looks and get the targets that people maybe uh, projected him to get early in the season. So I think Woods is definitely starting to heat up. Don't know if Reynolds is exactly going to repeat his performance, but he is against the Seahawks. Uh, but as I, I mean, I think Seahawks are better defense than they were back in this matchup last time. So I think uh, expect a little more of a defensive battle here. This is why Robert Woods started getting drafted so highly this last year because everybody saw what he did last year in the fantasy football playoffs. He, he always heats up at the end of the year and we go into the next year with like high expectations. She's, you know, you, you didn't like reach and grab him. You got him, but you got him what third, fourth round, fourth round, I believe Four, fourth round. And have you been like completely satisfied with him all year or, or were you sweating it out? And now you're looking at him like, Look at him. He's playing pretty good. I think personally, he's been pretty consistent the entire year. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I didn't have faith in him against the Buccaneers. And if I did have faith in them, I would be the one in the championship right now, but it's neither here nor there. That, you know what, that's true. But I, I feel like Robert Woods is, is mm. always kind of like, he's never going to give you those big performances until late in the season. Yeah, the Rams, I mean, they're just like the uh, – almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they just got so many options and you just don't know who to go with. I mean, I had Cooper Cup in my cha- uh, in a semifinal last week and that just didn't work out. He did nothing for me. So it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, who I mean, would you guys at, – At every single position, it's a crapshoot. It's crazy. Like, I've never seen this much depth. Like we've talked about with the receivers, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, uh, Robert Woods – tight end you have Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby who are mm-hmm. who are splitting touches and then yep. in the running back game we started to see Cam Akers break away 
he ends up uh, getting a high ankle sprain there. He's not going to play next week. So now it's down to, is it going to be Daryl Henderson? Like we've been seeing, or is it going to be Malcolm Brown? And we're back sitting here. Like, like we were earlier in the season where all three of those guys were, were getting touches. It's just crazy. I mean, it came in waves. We had Malcolm Brown had the big, first game and then daryl mm-hmm. henderson had a bunch of big games in the middle and then cam Akers gets hot and now he's down so it's like i mean who do you go to because all, who all gets, three of these guys are produced sean, sean mcveigh is in a very tough tough position right now because he said all year man we're just gonna run the ball with whoever has the hot hand everybody had the hot hand yeah what are you gonna do yeah it's gonna be it would be a big uh, scenario to be in if you own any of the rams players going into next week so Okay, well, that's all the afternoon games. So now we go into the Sunday night football game, which is between the Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. Jeez, take it away. Well, I'm trying to pull up the Green Bay weather because we all know Green Bay is going to be a, a tricky oh. situation for the kickers. You got to shout out to the kickers, especially Stephen Koskowski, who apparently can't make anything under 40 yards. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, we've just been seeing such terrible kicker play. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm on weather.com. Never did this before. Probably should have done this beforehand. But anyways, uh, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he has been just absolutely phenomenal. We, I predicted it that for the playoff run, he has a, a weak schedule. And I think Green Bay, I think it's another uh, week that you can take advantage of that weaker defense. Derrick Henry is going to get his, but we're seeing also that Ryan Tannehill, when he throws the ball, he is effective. He's going to, sc- I mean, hell, he scored five total touchdowns last week, two on the ground, three through the air. So A.J. Brown, he's going to get his, uh, even Corey Davis will get his as well. So I know people might get scared because Derrick Henry gets so much of the workload, but Ryan Tannehill and the receivers, they're going to get theirs as well in this game. Johnny Roca, definitely not a man that was scared. G- gave me a bit of a heart attack in the early games when you, when I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the two-headed monster with his quarterbacks being Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and I'm watching. Oh, excuse me. See, I damn it, I burped on the podcast. Dominic's going <laughs> to kill me. Um <laughs> We're having, we're, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this two-headed monster of uh, who's going to get the touchdown this time. Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill with his feet? Is it going to be Derrick Henry with his feet? It, it was ridiculous. But, yeah, I could see much of the same coming out of them again uh, uh, this week. And then with Green Bay, we've seen Aaron Jones kind of had a bigger week last week, but still, he's still getting locked up. Somebody free, somebody free Aaron Jones. Like, come on, people, let him, let him run wild. Tennessee's defense has not been very good. So Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and obviously you're going to be starting um, Devontae Adams. The only person I would maybe say as another high floor or high ceiling deep flex, MVS. I was low on him. I'm finally high on him. So who knows? Maybe because I said that he's going to have an off week. Alan Lazard going to pop off this week. That, uh, all, all because I, you know, I finally get off the Lazard train, and all of a sudden he's like, he, he just feels it. He's like, man, did Tyler just say I'm not going to have a good week? No, nah, I'm going to go off this week. Yep, he's he's going to just end the podcast right now. He's going to shut it off and be like, okay, it's on now. <laughs> God, yeah, God uh, damn it! It's Alan and Lazard's gonna, revenge week. Points and dunks <laughs> going to be played in the Packers locker room on Sunday night. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. So, all right, let's move on to the final game of the week. This is the Monday night matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Tyler, go ahead and take it. So this one, I mean, I thought, I thought this past week, 
that the Patriots were going to come out with a good game plan. And they ended up doing so. So I think it's weird because it's a divisional matchup. The Bills is Bills offense has been so so good. And I I don't know. Do, Cheese, do you know the status on Stefan Gilmore? I know he was out last week. Have they said anything? Tyler, if you asked me beforehand, I could have looked it up. But I, you know, it, 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 it literally popped in my head and then I had free space. So I just blurted it. My bad dog. But if Stefan Gilmore is out, then I think this is a completely different ball game. I think the Buffalo's offense can really get rolling. <clears throat> Jeez. Apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, Stefan Gilmore is done after tearing his quad. Oh, he tore his quad. That's crazy. They the wow. Holy Damn, shit. Crazy. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so like I was I don't saying, think he's playing. Complete <laughs> not gonna play, definitely. Uh so completely different ball game. I think you're you're gonna be looking at mm. all of these Bills wide receivers, uh Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, and I believe John Brown comes off IR this week and, and should be good to go. I I like all three of those guys. And then Josh <laughs> Allen, of course, he's already gotten you there. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm question for both of you guys. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jason. No, go, go ahead, Johnny Rogue. Ask a question. Okay, no, I'm sorry. So, uh, question for both of you guys. So, now that Buffalo has wrapped up the division and pretty much the big news all around the league this past week that New England's been eliminated for the first time since 2007, how do you think the Patriots are going to respond in this, in this Monday night matchup coming up on both sides of the ball? How do you think they're going to perform now that they're pretty much done for the season? Well, Cam on Instagram posted some long, weirdly formatted text about how he's, he's going to look at himself and he's going to take responsibility, but everyone needs to take responsibility and they're going to be back and whatever. I mean, it should be a wake-up call that they should be better, but, I mean, it's the Bills. They're even they're playing for playoff seating too, so I think mm-hmm. the Bills aren't going to lie down. They're going to play a good game. And I was going to say that I think Buffalo's going to have a really good game. I'm fading everyone on new england's front i think you know offensively i think they're they've been in a rut for a really long time i mean jacoby myers he he had a big game last week against uh the dolphins so maybe he's a guy to look at but i mean for the most part i i just don't see the the patriots turning it on this late in the season against a buffalo team still playing for something uh, and especially after already uh-huh. getting uh eliminated from the playoffs like obviously that hurts bill belichick a lot like that that that's got to be a hit to the pride but all year we've been saying that the offense there's not really anybody on the offense you like and the bills defense is a is a tough defense and like we've been saying they're you know they're fighting for seeding they they still want to make a strong statement in the AFC to to cuz people still are like Eh, 11 and three bills, but they're the Buffalo bills. Like how serious can they be? They want to, they want to make a statement. This is a make a statement game. And I just think you fade everybody. Like she said, fade everybody with new England. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying there, Tyler. And you know, this is going to be the last game of the regular, I'm sorry, of, of the, of the next week on uh, Monday night. And they just want to show the world, Hey, we're the Buffalo bills. And uh, here's what's in store come playoffs. You know, that's, I think they got a lot to prove to the, to the nation. Yeah, and I hope I hope they do come out and prove it too. I mean, I I, I picked them to win the the whole damn thing, so hopefully they can prove me right a little bit here. Indeed. Okay. Well, did uh did you guys have a couple of fantasy questions, or did you have some questions you said you had for me? Oh, that's right. We we're we we're gonna get a little bit into the, uh, <clears throat> the life of a commissioner. Okay, let's do this. So, how how many leagues are you a commissioner of, Mister Roga? I am. I was doing eight last year, and I had to like big time minimalize it this year. So I'm down to uh, to four. 
Holy doing four leagues. Holy which, shit. Which is still a handful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as cheese knows, I had my trouble last year just doing one. So like, like how, how, how does that, how do you deal with like, I'm sure you get, do you get scrutinized a lot as the commish? You know, I, I think that I to answer that question. No, not as much as the early years. I think, you know, if we can compare ourselves to the general managers and the owners of real life, like, you know, the, you know, you got to earn your respect, you know, the early years, like I made my mistakes and I, I've done things that were questionable and I just had people complaining. There's always that one or two guys in the league that are bitching about this or that. But um, after a while, what's your you thoughts on Taysom out? Hill? You should have just vetoed him <laughs> and he shouldn't be a tight end. I mean, right. I, I have never had a, a, like last year I did it. Cheese was complaining that my scoring system was off this year. Yeah. Now it's Taysom Hill. That's out of my hand. I'm not even the commissioner anymore. I'm still getting bitched out about it. But you, you say you still have, you could do things cause you're a, whatever it is. You got powers. I, I still got the login. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, you can't make a decision without pissing somebody off, and that's going to happen, but, I mean, yeah, that's always one of the biggest headaches, but it's all about trying to, I guess, run your league kind of like a democracy, and, you know, the power of social media really helps, as you can see, I kind of, um, like, communicate with my leagues through uh, Facebook, and uh, we try to vote on things and just kind of get everyone's input, because, you know, I mean, basically, it is a democracy, it has to be that way, just, you want to keep everyone happy and engaged, so, um, yeah, that's kind of what you need to do. So how did you work your way into like you you said last year you were doing eight eight leagues you were the commissioner did you yeah. like start these leagues from the ground up were you appointed commissioner how did you come to be the commissioner of all of these leagues um, it's a nice mixture of everything I mean eight, eight leagues is a lot if you look at it I sometimes I step back and be like damn that's a lot of leagues but um yeah I, some of them I was appointed by default some of them I just wanted to take the reins because they were leagues that are that were failing and about to go away so yeah you just it just it just happens man but i just do it because it's fun man it's it's not a power thing it's it's just you know getting all the buddies together and let's just have a good fucking time dude like i'm just so glad that that we did fantasy this year i mean i'm sure you guys can say the same 2020 earlier this year everyone was like are we even gonna do this you know but here we are it's just fun man let's just have fun with this tyler you know you're in one of my leagues now i mean we do my bulletins and we got a trophy we're playing for and we did clown and talk shit to each other on social media. It's just fun, you know, throw memes at each other. It's, I it's mean, great, I, you know, I, I seen it cause uh, you know, I started the league last year and mm-hmm. I, I tried doing the whole Facebook thing and it's a lot like it's a lot it's work. of work. It's, it's time to put in you like you, you gotta be really dedicated in order to do it. And, and, you do a damn good job of, of running that league. And I assume you, you do the same for all your other leagues. I do. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's the, there's two that I'm most passionate about and like the one that you're in and there's another one that Travis is in. So you kind of, like I said, you kind of have your, your favorites, you know, the little favoritism or you got your babies and there's some that you kind of eh about the CTE was a very fun league this year. I didn't know many of the guys, but I hope to get to know some more of them as we go. But I know I was throwing that meme out there, you know, like, you know, nice, nice thinking that ass dog, you know, get to step in, you know, you know, big shout out to the Longest Yard movie, man, Mean Machine. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just about getting out there and just, just, just having fun and just get it. Everyone's engagement is the big part, you know, um, as, as we had fun, yeah, it's a lot of work, but when you have people that are uh, interacting in return and throwing in their memes, throwing in their two cents, uh, it helps, you know, it, you need participation from the majority of the league. Yeah. I, I personally loved getting the, uh, 
getting the the meme every time you every time you kicked my ass in our league in the CTE yeah. league this year and made my day. Cheese, you got any questions for Commissioner Johnny Roca? I have a question. So you're in so many different leagues. What is either your favorite or you know best style of formatting when it comes to like scoring or like how the game is actually played? Like, do you have different formats or are they all just kind of the same? Um, I try to keep them all the same, uh, but as as I said, well, some members just they they vote on something different. So I want to kind of cater to the people here, to the other owners. Um, but I love the whole PPR format. Um, that I think it's if you don't do PPR, it's what's the, I don't know. To me, it's not that fun. Um, you want to have all that point opportunities. You want to have you want to keep everyone engaged, right? I mean, when you're playing with not so many point opportunities, then what's the fun in it? Everyone all of a sudden, you know, I'm down 30 points. There's no way I'm going to come back now. Um, it's just like when you hit the playoffs and you're out of it, you, you have nothing to play for. So you lose interest. And then when people lose interest, that's it. The league is, it just becomes a big dud. So as you guys are doing in your league with my, as, as I'm with mine, you know, you keep everyone engaged by getting a consolation bracket going and just keep, just keep everyone playing for something, you know, keep it fun all the way until the end. And finally, like, will you commission our basketball league? Holy shit. <laughs> this is like a, like a surprise proposal. Yep. I don't know what to say. Oh, uh, basketball. We're talking basketball, right? Yeah. We, you we, do we, any we, other fantasy stuff besides football? Or is it just football? Um, I've done, I've tried basketball one year, but I've, uh, I would love to get back into it. I, I love NBA. And uh, yeah, we'll, let's, we'll have to talk about that one. That would be fun. <laughs> me, me and Cheese have, has had this bit go for the past couple of weeks where we just keep saying, we're going to do a fantasy basketball league this year. I completely forgot that the season started tonight. So, I was, Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. I was like, oh, well, I guess it's a tad, tad tardy on that one. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to start one up next year. Yeah, you want to start think... a fantasy baseball league? Fantasy baseball. There we go. Yeah, I think with fantasy basketball i think that you could start like even mid-season and still you know kind of have that same effect it's not like like football you know where you gotta go week by week but um but yeah that that, that sounds really fun man but i'm already missing fantasy football um uh, we got a couple weeks left um i do have to say to you guys um you guys have done a terrific job with uh with this particular podcast all year i'm glad you guys brought cheese along I became an instant fan of his uh, right away when I first heard my first episode of uh, SS2, uh, right? Uh, not Travis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And I always talked about the dream team of, uh, of Cheese and, and Tyler. So, yeah. And it finally happened when he went absent a couple of times. So I had to jump on this episode, man. As soon as I heard he wasn't going to be here because he had to play video games today, evidently. I guess so, man. The, the priorities are crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> but uh, I believe. Yeah, he's just. That... Go ahead, Johnny Roca. No, no, I'm just I wanted to just bag on your brother a little bit more. I think he's that's just why I'm giving out. you the reins, man. Just <laughs> do knew, it. I love it. You knew you knew where I was going with this, didn't you? Um, no, he, he he's like just drowning out his sorrows right now. I know. I I can imagine he must have been fucking pissed off in that first week of playoffs, man. I mean, going in there and he was talking so much shit the week prior, saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna just ease my way through these playoffs. It's all good." And he got his ass whooped by everybody. Yeah, the, the somberness in the household, the, just the whole mood of the house was just completely, <laughs> completely gone as soon as as soon as things started going badly for him. And it he's was, completely lost like, interest in this podcast now. Yeah, I mean, I, look, that's, like, that's why he's not here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he had somewhere to be air quotes on that was somewhere to be, you know, just didn't want to yeah. do the podcast. He didn't need, you know, 
Tyler, you should Hate just to take it. your computer and just ambush him and ask him questions of why he's not on the podcast. That's <laughs> ah, too far. <laughs> I got to pick up the computer, the yeah. microphone. It's too much work. We'll 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 uh, just get on his ass next week when we we do the season season ending recap and all that fun stuff. Yeah, please do, man. I look forward to that final episode. Once again, you guys, excellent work. You guys, I'm even just sitting here introducing the games, listening to you guys spit out all these stats and all these facts and everything. I mean, stay on top of the injuries and all. You guys are are awesome, man. So we're looking forward to uh, next week, or sorry, next year's uh, podcast as well. Hopefully you guys are doing this as well, uh, coming into 2021. Yeah, if the people oh. want it, we'll keep doing it. Uh, thank yeah. you, Miss. Thank you, Johnny Roca. It, 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 it's been a pleasure having you on here. You know, stepping up. You, you there were kind of smaller shoes to fill with Travis, but you you blew your foot through the sole of them. And uh, we might have to kick him off just to have you on for next year as the better host. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I'll take it, man. So. Um, yeah, if you guys have anything else, man, I can go ahead and sign us off. If you guys got anything else out there for uh, the fellow fantasy footballers. Hey, hey man, S- send us out of here, Johnny. All right, everybody. Well, happy holidays. And don't forget to check out my man Cheese over at Curveballs and Chair Shots. Instagram handle is Curveballs and CS. And that's the symbol and CS. And then don't forget to check out the Gundy Brothers, Tyler and Travis at Trapdoor to Hell at on the Twitter at Trapdoor Pod and on Facebook, Trapdoor to Hell, and then email them at trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Check them out, you guys. They're the best. Favorite podcast ever. This is uh, Points and Doinks, everybody. So enjoy your fantasy week. Good luck to everybody who's still in it. Consolation or championships. We out of here. And of course, thank you again, Johnny Roca, for coming on. Yes, sir. Good luck to you guys. Have a good fantasy week, guys. <laughs>